Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. One girl who said that she was an atheist, she took one and she was actually like reading it during class. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then one of my friends texted me and asked me if she could go to my youth group. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, why though? And she's like, oh, well, because... You gave me a life book, so that's kind of like why. And I was like, oh, that's super awesome. And then one girl came up to me and was like, oh, can I have a life book? And I was like, yeah, you can have a life book. And it was cool. Well, on Monday, I just came in. I had this gift bag. It was really shiny and sparkly, and it was bright colored blue. And so I had 10 books, because they said to hand out 10 books each day. So I was walking around and everyone would ask, well, what's in the bag? And I'd say, it's a gift for you. And then they'd take it and they'd read it or do whatever they want with it. Awesome. And were you able to ten out, hand out 10 books a day? Yeah. I How handed m- out 50 by Wednesday. Huh? I was in class and I gave it to a guy who I knew he had gone through, through some troubles and stuff. And so I gave it to him and I didn't think he would really read it, but I gave it to him anyways. And he told me the next day that he was, that he stayed up till 3 a.m. reading and he was taking notes in class. Pretty cool, right? All right. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty cool. We get to see uh, boldness, like we talked about last week, in action. And uh, that realistically, to be honest, the students even, didn't even have that big of a part. And uh, a lot of these things that are happening in these people's lives. It's just being bold enough to make the first move and let God work through that. And uh, it's been awesome to hear stories about that. Um, it's been awesome to hear stories from you guys about being bold and you know, fearless and moving forward. And it's been super fun to go through the series on living out loud as we've gone through Acts. And we've seen this beautiful picture being painted where the church was started. In the beginning, when the church first began, and this beautiful picture paints... And specifically today, we're going to talk about this picture of community and what that looks like. But when I, as I was studying for this and I was preparing to talk about it this weekend, I again was reminded that starting stuff is so much easier than finishing it. Starting stuff is so much easier than finishing it. I notice so many times that things tend to fall apart and they never really fall together. You ever notice that in life? I actually have a a fun science definition, uh, which is actual science, so you understand. The bias in science law of thermodynamics. Write that one down. Uh, Entropy equals everything tends to a higher state of disorder. It's just what happens. Nothing ever falls together. It takes energy to overcome entropy. It's a big word, I know. But I got that, and I thought that, wow, that's fantastic fascinating. It's, it's kind of like totally explains the science in a teenager's bedroom. Uh, it just seems to continually fall apart. Everything in our life does. I remember starting something, uh, some friends of mine started something and had a, a tough time finishing it. They decided after the you know, new Blu-ray extended Mondo long commentary Lord of the Rings series came out that they would do a marathon and watch the whole thing. I was extremely uninterested <laughs> sitting and watching hours upon hours of this. But they started early in the morning, like at 10 a.m. on like a Friday. And they're like, we're going to do it. So they got their supplies. And they got like, you know, the M&M's five-pound bags and, you know, all the tools they would need to last and get through this marathon. They were going to start this and they were going to get through it. It was going to be awesome. 
And uh, so they started it, and they were going strong. And about 3 a.m. or so in the morning, they started wearing down a little bit. They started kind of dying off. And they kind of turned into the fellowship. It was funny to watch them. <laughs> no, you cannot leave us. You must stay with the fellowship and finish. Or don't fall asleep, Froto. <laughs> we can't do this. And they started something with this fever, and they were ready. They were going to do it. And they were unable to finish it as a group. So many times that happens to us. And that's what we get to see is happening in the beginning of when the church started. This movement of the church where so many things are going on, so many awesome, great things are moving and blending and happening. And Satan looks at that and says, whoa, whoa, we got to do anything we can to break that up. From the beginning of church, there's been this battle this battle, this idea of can we move together into a loving community of believers? And that's what they were looking at. Can we come together as a community of loving believers? That's how the church started. That's what the church needs to look like. And we get to see a beautiful, beautiful picture of what that looks like in Acts. So if you want to turn with me to Acts, I'm going to kind of go through um, a little bit Acts 4 and 5. If you uh, don't have a Bible, there's one right next to you. I'm sure if not, you got a cool download on your phone. You can use that. So this beautiful picture of community, we get to see in Acts 4.32. I'm going to read, All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions were his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them. For time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Can you imagine what that community looked like? I mean, that was a community of believers taking care of each other. I mean, for you to go, man, my car broke down. And for you to go, here's my keys. You know, my Xbox got the red ring of death. Take mine. (laughs) You know, my iPhone fell on the water. Here you go. I'll get a new one. You know, I'm, I'm making fun of it, but that's what that looked like. This was community. I mean, they took care of each other's needs. They brought it together to disperse to those who were in need. So everyone was taken care of. This beautiful picture of what community looks like. It even says in verse 36, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' Feet. And now in chapter 5. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and laid it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. See, two quick truths about this moment that's happening right now with Ananias and Sapphira is this story and this this moment is not a moment where people are being punished for not giving everything that they had gotten from selling the property. They weren't being punished for that. They weren't being punished for, for uh, uh, not, not giving it all and, and deciding what to keep and not to keep. But they didn't tell the truth. 
And this was a breakdown in community. And, and the reason for that is because God gives us this wonderful thing called free will. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of free will, which uh, quite times is quite, uh, at times is very irritating. Uh, you know, God says, you know, I'm going to give you resources and opportunity. I'm going to give you intimacy and I'm going to give you money and freedom. And I'm going to give you the ability to choose what to do with it. He's not going to show up at your house, you know, on Sunday morning and say, get out of bed. You got to get to church. You know, you got to come down here. Uh, we have a choice. You know, I, I remember a, a story of a mom's at boy's room banging on the door saying, get up. You need to get to church. Come on. You need to get out of bed. No, I don't want to get up. You're going to miss, you're going to miss class. You're going to miss like Sunday, everything. You're going to miss the songs, everything. No, leave me alone. I don't want to go today. No, but you got to get up. I mean, people are excited to see you. They need to see you. You need to be there at church. No, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I don't even, nobody even cares about me. I don't want to go. Come on. You got to go. You got to get up. Give me one good reason. You're the pastor. (laughs) So, I mean, I understand. I understand. I understand. I get this, that it's frustrating because this is, this is the deal that I want you to hear. And I do this too. We feel the need to look like community. There's so often we feel the need to look like community, just to go, to be there. Like, look at, we're at church. We're Jesus, yes. Like, look how awesome we are. To go places and look, to put on a different hat. We all feel this need to look like community. And that's where Ananias and Sapphira get into trouble. They felt the need to look like community. Look at us. I mean, we're just like Barnabas. Look at, we sold him. Here's everything. Is that everything? Yes. They felt the need to look like something they weren't. So they sell the property and they're looking at each other thinking, I mean, do we have to give it all? I mean, there's some things I would like to do with this. I mean, we could do some upgrades. We could take that trip we've always wanted to go on. We could do some other things. I, I, uh, I, I remember, I mean, how many of you have grown up in church? Like going to church your whole life, you know, not like living in the pews and bathing in baptistry stuff, but I like grew up at church, right? So I remember when I was younger, uh, my mom would give me money for the offering plate. And, uh, you know, it never really crossed, I mean, tearing a dollar in half, what are you going to do with half a dollar? But when my mom gave me change, there's this little voice in my head. I was like, I mean, ding, 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 I got it on there. I mean, I could use a couple quarters. I could do something with that. You know, but hey, look at me, I'm giving. Oh, you know, this need to look like community. And, and people will say, how could you do that? I mean, that's God's money. What would you even think about doing that with? That money will talk to you at night. You're going to hell. Like, it would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this need to look like community. And that's what, that's, that's this place that they're at. Like, hey, we don't have to like give it all right. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be like a good idea we could do this. But the problem was is they had this need to look like community. And that's what breaks down community. And then the scary thing was is, is Peter sitting there going, hey, he like knew right off the bat. Didn't it belong to you before you sold it? And after it was sold, wasn't that money at your own disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? Have you not lied? You have not lied to men, but to God. And then it says, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Ugh. <laughs> that's hardcore. I mean, how weird would it be if you walked in and Johnny was like, I know what you did. 
Or you walked in and Ken was like, hey, I know what you did. I mean, they were omniscient. That'd be freaky. I mean, like, what, what, what Peter was doing. Like, I, I mean, I would right away be like, I'm sorry, I know I shouldn't have. Or I'd be like, I know I should have. Uh, leave me alone. This is what Peter's doing. He's saying, Dude, why, why are you guys lying about it? Are you lying? How does, how does this happen? How do we go from this beautiful picture of community and we're all like, how great is our God? And we got the spirit here and we started the church to, to this. And now you're lying about it like it's a, it's a big deal and it's not. And then he dies. And that's freaky. Why would God do that, we ask? It says, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. A great fear seized all who had heard what happened. Then the young men, young men came forward and wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. Three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? I mean, you think it would be one of those moments where it's like, What you're about to say is very important. <laughs> And she said, yes, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down on his feet and died. The young men came in, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her with her beside her husband. And a great fear seized the whole church and all who had heard about these events. Whoa! I mean, how do we go from like bold and like, yay, kumbaya, this is awesome, we're starting a church, guys, to like, hey, I got everything. What? That's not the truth. You're dead. (laughs) How does this happen? Why would this happen? Well, I'm going to tell you why I think this would happen. Because God knew it couldn't happen. His church, his bride is too important for us to walk on it. And for us to look like community. For us to be a poser. To make it look like something that we're not. I mean, have you ever thought about the kind of Jesus you follow? Have you ever thought about the kind of Jesus you want to follow? I mean... You know, the kind that you tell your friends about. Have you thought about, like, you know, there's the, uh, I'll go through a couple of them. There's the Facebook Jesus, you know, the buddy Jesus. <laughs> I mean, is that exciting to be like, yeah, man, Jesus is my bro. It's like all good. Like, he's going to get me through the good times and the bad times. We're tight. I mean, he's even got the wink of the eye. Is that the kind of Jesus you want to follow? You're like, man, I'm, <sighs> I feel your passion and your motivation. I'm ready. Whatever you say, I'll go. I mean, are you just like, yeah, man. We'll do the handshake. Or, you know, there's like the pretty Jesus, you know? You're like, oh, that's the Jesus I want to follow wherever because he's pretty. He makes me want to look better and do lots for people. Or there's like, uh, you know, the sleepy Jesus, the sweet, lammy, sleepy Jesus. Like, wow, I see power. You know, these are all pictures I grew up with, looking around going, oh, that's my Jesus. What kind of Jesus do you follow? Do you have that image in your mind? Or then there's the lammy Jesus. This one you guys know, you've seen a lot. I see it outside the church, I'm like, oh, man, I follow lammy Jesus. Look at him, he's carrying a lamb. He's snuggly, he's sweet, loving Jesus. I'm like the lamb. And then you think, well, he loves mean people too, right? So then you have dinosaur Jesus, because it's mean and nasty. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
Jesus do you follow? And then, and then this is the one that freaked me out a little bit. I mean, because it, 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 it really wraps my mind around, man, what do I think Jesus really looks like? I mean, because I'm following, right? You know, you always got that picture in your head like, yes, I will follow you, you know, Braveheart or something. And you, uh, they did, uh, you know, they've, <laughs> science is awesome. Uh, they, they, you know, did studies and they found, you know, um, graves or fragments of, and they, they looked and they, they figured out how to make a replica per se of what a man looked like, you know, back in that age and that arena, what Jesus probably really looked like. And, you know, this is, this is it. That's a real deal. Is that, yeah, no, I don't know if I can, that, <laughs> that guy looks like a carpenter. Could that be? I mean, what kind of Jesus do you follow? You're like, yes, I'm, I feel passion. I'm ready to find this. Or, I mean, do you follow a passionate Jesus? You know, this is, when I think of Jesus, and, you know, it's the picture that we always have in our mind because it's comfortable, and, you know, you've grown attached to it, and it's holy. You know, that's the one I see of, you know, fire in his eyes, but yet comfort with him, but yet, you know, you have a vision and a mission, and yes, I got to be a part of something that's bigger. I want to follow the Jesus that's running in and throwing the tables over in the temple, you know, to say, you're not going to sell stuff here, you're not going to defile my father's house. And the same, I want to follow the Jesus and the God that says, you're not going to come here and be a poser, because community will break down, that's what will kill community. What kind of Jesus do you follow? So what happened? How did this happen? How do we go from like lovey, happy, yes, man, God's here and he's moving and this is so crazy and cool and awesome to like you're, you're dying because you're becoming a poser so early on, so early on. And I'm going to jump over to uh, 1 Corinthians 10. Paul, I believe, speaks clearly to this as a reminder It says uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were under the cloud, and that they all passed through the sea, that they were all baptized into Moses and in the cloud and in the sea, and they ate from the same spiritual food, and they drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. This is, this is talking about the people... Of, of Israel, God's children as, he, as, as they exited Egypt and he was saving them. And it's talking about that moment of like, yes, like we're excited. Yes, God, we're following you. You're saving us. You're our saving grace. And we're going to follow you wherever you go. And oh man, look at, we're walking in the ocean, but the ocean's not really here. I mean, would you ever think in that moment you'd look and be like, is there really a God? I mean, that's crazy. But seriously, I've been thinking you wouldn't. You'd be in that moment like, oh man, Kumbaya. I mean, you'd be hugging and crying, you know, like this would be, this, this is the moment. You're with, it says you're with him. You ate the same, they ate the same spiritual food. They, they drank from the same spiritual rock. I mean, God was with them. So how do you go from how great is our God to like how great is that stuff and the things I need? We've all been there. Haven't you been there on fire? When you're going from, yes, Jesus, to then a poser. See, when we play both sides of the fence, people notice. And when we go to school and we're like, yeah, man, I do. I, I like went to a camp this summer. And like I said, oh, God, I need you. 
It's awesome, but then we're like, hey, man, but listen to this song. I can say every word of it. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I know it's not talking about the best stuff in the world, but it's tight. It's what's up. People notice. What were you doing this weekend? Oh, yeah, I had like this church thing and, you know. Oh, man, I just heard you. You were talking so bad. You were getting into it about this whole conversation about somebody else. Or, man, I saw this, this movie was funny. I mean, I know, I know it's not all good, but it's really not that bad. There's only inappropriate pictures at the end. But it's funny. People notice when you play both sides of the fence. So how can we keep our community from falling apart? How can we keep our community from falling apart? Because people notice when we play both sides of the fence. It even says that all those people were like, yes, God, we're with you. We've been baptized into Moses. Here we go. And then it says in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 5, nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. And their bodies were scattered over the desert. That's intense. What, how do you go from like, hey, we're here to like, whoa, what just happened? Don't be a poser. It'll break down community. Don't, don't say you're going to pray for somebody and then you're not. Don't be a poser. Don't say, yeah, man, I go to church. I love Jesus, but only on Easter and Christmas and like, you know, once a month. Don't be a poser. Don't say, you know, you, you want to have, I have patience and I love everybody and then somebody does something in the car and cuts me off and then I get really upset. Don't be a poser. Don't be, but they, but they did this. Don't, parents, don't do this. Look, just listen to what I say. Don't do what I do. Okay? Don't be a poser. That's where we get into trouble. That's how community breaks down. Don't be a poser. I've been a poser. That breaks down community. It makes us fall apart. And community is what the church needs, and God knew it. See, so how do we get there? How do, we, how do we start heading to where we're, this death spiral, this, this downward escalator? How do we get there? Where's the problem? Where do we get to where Ananias and Sapphira landed? Well, it says in um, 1 Corinthians 10, now 6, it says, Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. So I'm going to need uh, one of my volunteers real quick. <clears throat> there you go. Just one. All right, come on up. Okay. Well, since nobody knows, what's your name? Charlie. Right, good. So, Charlie. Yeah. Every time I put the mic up to you, do you think you can say thinking about it? Thinking about it. Right, exactly. Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Right, good. So you scoot right here, Charlie, because in a minute we're going to pull some other people up. Good, and then we're going to be... Thinking about it. Right. Good. That was awesome. So this is what happened. This was this spiral in this bad direction that breaks down community. It says here, now these things occurred as examples from keeping you from setting your hearts on things as they did. So in essence, it's really... Thinking about it. Right. And that's where Ananias and Sapphira got into trouble as they started to... Thinking about it. 
They started to... Think about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they were thinking about it. And that's what got in all kinds of trouble, man. They were heading here. It wasn't like they just were hanging out and being like, oh, we got to get everything. All of a sudden, something popped in their high head and they started... Thinking about it. Right. And that got in a lot of trouble. And next thing you know, they had... Think about it. They had... Feel free to conjugate. What? <laughs> I'm not. T- today we are... Thinking about it. Tomorrow we will... Think about it. Right, but t- yesterday we... Thought about it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, it all really goes down by the time, by the, t- by the next day, because they've already... Thought about it. Right, which leads us to our next step. So you want to all here. You stay here. Yes. So this is where sin starts. Sin starts with... Thinking about it. You haven't done anything, but you've done a lot of... Thought? I don't know. <laughs> Thinking about it? Come on up. Right here. Follow me. Name? Hannah. Right. Good. Your word is rationalizing it. It's going to be your word. Say it. Rationalizing? Right. Right. So this is where we get in trouble. It says this next. The first says, use these things as examples to keep your hearts from setting uh, your hearts on evil things as they did. So you're? Thinking about it. Right. <laughs> then it says... Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and indulge in pagan revelry. So what's idolatry, right? Idolatry is taking something down and putting something up in its place, right? To say, hey, yeah, God, I know you say that, but, you know, this is a little bit better because we start to... Think about it. And the word we're going to use now for that is... Rationalize. Right. So that's where we're going to get in this escalator. Now, remember, this is an escalator. It's not just a ladder. It's, it's constantly happening because if you think about it, are our movies getting any better, you know, more wholesome? Right. Are our music getting any better, more wholesome? No. We're constantly, we're somewhere in this because next thing you know, all of these things start making us... Think about it. Right. And then next thing you know, we start to... Rationalize. Yes. And that's the spiral we'll get into. And that's why, friends... Our music and movies are so detrimental to us, the media. Because we just start with... Thinking about it. And then we get to where we're... Rationalizing. And that's a bad spot to be in. That's a really bad spot to be in. See, it goes a step further, though. I need uh, another one. Come on up. Come on up. (laughs) Right here. Name? Allie. Right. I like it. All right. It's a good name. Okay, so, so far in this whole little stream spiraling down, we've only thought about it. Right, and then we started? Rationalized. Now, have we physically done anything wrong yet? Have we done anything wrong yet? No. Yeah, you guys are excited about that. <laughs> no, we haven't done Just like Ananias and Sapphira. I mean, they were just sitting there. Thinking about it. And then? Rationalized. But the problem happens. When they do it. I don't know my word. Uh, do it. Do it. <laughs> right. That's what, I mean, we're in a ton of trouble when you go from... Thinking about it. And yesterday you... Thought about it. Right. And today you're... Rationalizing. Oh, uh, and tomorrow you're probably going to end up... Doing it. Doing it. Right. See, I remember... Oh, i got to tell the story real quick. So... I remember when I was younger, I was over at my Graham's house, and, you know, Graham's was like, oh, it was, you know, you don't mess with Graham's. So I had been over there, and I went down the street to hang out with some of my friends, and uh, one of my friends went into his dad's room and pulled out of the drawer some unfiltered Marlboros. 
And it was like, Whoa. I was like eight. Whoa. And next thing you know, we all started thinking about it. Right. Right. And we're like, wow. And he lights that puppy out, man. And my, my grams, no. I mean, I could see her like looking at me doing like the tab thing. Like, no, don't even think about it. So he lights it up. Man, he drags on this bad boy like a bro. <laughs> Scott was a pro and blows it. I was like, whoa. So then I start to rationalize. Oh, yeah. I'm going to turn like, oh, I mean, I don't want to look like a weirdo. I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, am I going to go to hell? I'm like a good little Christian boy, right? <sighs> so he hands it over to me. Now, I, my only experience was like the ice cream man used to sell these. Don't ever get in there. Gross. And you shouldn't do it anyways. But they used to sell like these little fake cigarette things. They could blow out and it'd be like little flower smoke. And it'd be like, wow, that's so cool. This is awesome. But the gum is really gross. I don't want to get it. It's not good. So anyways, <laughs> so I, man, I grabbed this thing. and I'm like, yes, I got this. And I blew on it. He's like, no, man, you got to drag it in. I'm like, I knew that. I was just cleaning it out. <laughs> so I get ready. By now, I'm really... Rationalized. Right. And it's time to... Do it. Right. Oh, man. I take a big old, long, deep drag. But then the problem was I didn't know what to do next. <laughs> so I sat there and I shook my hand like this is <laughs> And then he was like, you got to blow it out. I was like, yeah, I know. And then I swallowed. <laughs> and fire like a dragon went down my esophagus into my stomach and rumbled around. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, man, I was like, you're mad. You're dirt, man. This stuff is good. Oh, yeah. I've got to go. Grams is paging me or peeping me or something. I can hear calling. So I leave and I get out of there. And I've already gotten myself in trouble. I mean, I'm way past. Thinking about it. And. Because now I've. Done it. Right. I mean, like, this is it. I'm going to be like Ananias and Sapphira. I'm going to die. <laughs> and Grams is going to do it. So on the way home, I mean, I'm looking for certs, anything, gum. I'm even willing to pick something up off the ground just to get something up. And I'm walking. I mean, I'm almost there. And then all of a sudden, oh, I can smell it. And I knew she could smell it because we were in church one day. And she's like, somebody's smoking. They weren't smoking in church. You could just smell. It's like, you can smell that? What's wrong with you? It was weird. And then I realized when I got older, you could smell that. It's gross. So I get home and I think, oh, man, Whew, if I can just go in through the door, get to the bathroom, Listerine like crazy, and take a shower. Because, I mean, I've, I've been playing. I'm a boy, right? So I go into the house. I start to run in. I mean, I'm almost there. And all of a sudden, Graham's like, Larry, come here. <laughs> no, I got to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> I'll be out in a minute. And I need a shower. No, come here. Give me a hug first. And then you can go do whatever. Oh, gosh. This is what we did. Whew, here it is. I'm done. I walk up. And she gives me a big hug. And all of a sudden, I hear going, <laughs> by the grace of God, she pulls a Kleenex and says, this cold has been bugging me all day. <laughs> And I'm like, yes! Oh, gosh! <laughs> so I run in, I shower up, I smell so good. She never knew. But I had... Done it. And the problem is, I realized I could get away with it. Hmm. That's a big problem, my friends. That's where we get in even more trouble. Is we go from... Thinking about it. To... Rationalize it. To then we... Do it. Right. And we realize, nobody's going to know. Does anybody care? But, friends, that's what breaks down community. I need one more. Johnny, give me one more. Whoever. There you go, Nicole. So, not many of these people in this room right now, but I will say 
all of us are somewhere on this escalator all the time. We're people. We're thinking about it. We're rationalizing it. Or we've done it. Or we're doing it. The last one is, all right. <laughs> that means almost time to be done because the taco man's here. All right. So <laughs> yours is defending it. Defending it? Defending it. Defending it? Right. So we go from? Doing it. To? Defending it. Right. You guys ever notice somebody like that? You start defending everything you've done. Well, whatever, I can do what I want to do. You know, you talk to those people, you know, in your workplace or somewhere else, and you're like, you know, wow, who are you to talk to me about this stuff? You know, stay, mind your own business, and they're defending it. There may be even some of you in here today that are defending it. Well, I'm not perfect. And, you know, like, yeah, I know, I should probably stop doing whatever I'm doing or being a poser. But it's just comfortable, one foot in, one foot out. And we're constantly going through that from... Thinking about it. To... Rationalize it. Doing it. And... Defending it. Right. And that's where we get into trouble, my friends. And that's what he's talking about. He says in there... Um, he says, do not be idolaters, which is... Rationalize it. Right. And then he says, we should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 of them died. And that's doing it. Right. We're doing the act. And then we shouldn't test the Lord as some of them did. And some of them were killed by snakes. And then we should not grumble as some of them did. And they were killed by the destroying angel. When we're testing and we're grumbling, we're defending it. Right. And that's the problem. Okay, you guys can sit down. Thanks, guys. thing to understand, friends, is at the end of the day, that's what breaks down community. That's what breaks down this beautiful picture God's painting for us in the beginning of the church. That's what breaks down this community right now. Can you imagine what it would look like? Can you guys imagine what it would look like if none of you were posers? I mean, could you even think about it, imagine what that would look like? Can you guys imagine it, what it would look like if nobody in this room was a poser? As people would see, oh man, what are you following? I'm following a passionate Jesus and I get it. It's not just my buddy. And he says, yeah, man, let's think about doing this. You know, he's not going to just snuggle me when I do something wrong at the end all the time. But he says, this can't happen. Community cannot break down. Community is what this is all about. And it says, 1 Corinthians 10 11. These things happened as examples and were written down as warnings for us to whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand firm under it. That's community. Do you think we could be a community that stands firm under it on God? In a moment, I'm going to ask you guys to act on that, like about acts. They acted in this. They were challenged with this. And I'm going to even ask you physically, but I want you to think about it. In a moment, the music is going to start. And we're going to, we're going to sing a song of praise to God. In that moment, you're going to have a decision to make. 
Could we be a community, a loving community, and come together like the Acts Church? We say, Northgate, we want, we want Northgate. Northgate will be an Acts Church. We'll be bold. We'll go out. We'll stand up for Christ, and we'll stand firm on him and be a community, and we will not be a poser. And I invite you, if you say, hey, today, I'm, I'm, I'm done being a poser. Or I'm going to not be a poser. Or I'm just going to be real. And people can notice that I'm real. But I'm really struggling to follow God. And I'm not on a pedestal. And I don't need to make it look like I am. Like Ananias and Sapphira did. But God's love is sufficient. His grace is overwhelming. His mercy is good. Could we do that? In the, in the last challenge for us all to do, which I believe will draw us, an opportunity for us to draw from this big to this big into community. And you guys think about this one too. Is, is there something in your house like Barnabas did or even like Ananias and Sapphira did? Is there something that you have that you could sell this week and give all that money to the benevolence fund to be community for us to come together and be like, yes, we're going to help those who are in need because they're here. And they're even here in this building, in this church. And we could be that church of Acts. Is there something that you have? Five dollars, one dollar. You know, figure out how to sell it and give all of it. God will bless you. That when you follow him like that, oh my goodness, that those blessings will be abundant. And this isn't a campaign. This isn't a, I'm trying to get you to give more. This is a sacrifice and just an opportunity for us to act as a community, in community for this community. So take it if you want. You don't have to take it. This week in community groups, you can go through and, 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 and dissect your life. And, you know, if, is there areas that I'm being a poser? Is there things that I'm doing that I could change? You guys pray with me? Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.